0: Jesus is Lord. Get your Bible, and go to Romans chapter 8, start with verse 1. Now, I want you to get to understand something. What I'm about to do right now is if you'll listen, it will change your life for the better. The Word of God was designed to give you, I came that you'd have life and have it abundantly. But you cannot do that without the Word of God, without knowledge. Now, I'm fixing to teach you a lesson in the Word of God that if you'll do it, and it's easy. Say, I like easy. All right. So we're going to talk about the laws that govern the Spirit of God. Think about that for a minute. We're going to read a scripture. We're going to talk about the law of life and the law of sin and death. Now let me read it, and then we'll dive into this. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now... No condemnation, no damnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. It's always on Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. He's not talking about a Christian walking according to the flesh. He's talking about a person not born again. According to the flesh. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do. And that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. An account of sin condemned sin in the flesh. There was a law in the earth for 4,000 years that damned man to hell. It was called the law of sin and death. It started in the garden with Adam and Eve. That law was so powerful there was nothing you could do about it. That law would—I don't—if you lived right, if you—if you went to church, if you gave—it t- didn't matter what you did, you still were under the law of sin and death, and it damned you, and you were dead in sin. Nothing you could do to stop that. When the day that Jesus died on the cross, now we're going to get into Easter, and I'm going to make a statement. Before Easter comes, we're going to get in the death, burial, and resurrection, and I'm going to teach you what happened down in the region of the damned when Jesus rose from the dead. That's the fulcrum of time. That changed everything for the earth and changed everything for you. When Jesus went down in the region of the damned, for the first time in 4,000 years, a man down in that was, had died and died spiritually and went to hell was born again and life hit his spirit and he broke the law of sin and death. He busted it. Then he rose from the dead and he turned around and he took that law and the life that raised him from the dead and he placed it on the inside of you and gave you the life of God and that life is how is why we have joy and peace and the blessing of Abraham and all of it came on you because the law of life is more powerful than the law of sin and death. Hell could not hold Jesus, now let me get ahead of myself, it can't hold you either. If you will learn to walk in the life of God, there's not a thing Satan can do any day of the week to hold you down. Now hold on a minute because I'm going to make a statement here. Law, a law is something that does not change ever. There's laws that govern mathematics. Three times three is nine. I do not care what Washington says. A man's a man and a woman is a woman, and it don't matter what you vote on, honey. Now, there are laws that govern the world you live in. Let's talk about one of them. There's there's the law of gravity. Jump off a house and pray all you want to. You will not float. Now, see, we have a lot of people that have decided to use prayer to override law. Now, I want to go back in time a little bit and go over something for you. Let's, Let's pretend for a minute that you were there the day that Benjamin Franklin went out and flew his kite. Took his little kite and stuck it up in the air and put the key on the end of it. What was he doing? He had this thinking. Can we harness electricity? You understand? Everybody during his day had had oil lamps. How long had electricity been around? Since Adam. And it wasn't until somebody went, "Can I get that in a jar?" Now, up until that time, most people go, oh, "You can't do that." I mean, God controls electricity. God controls lightning. And he's like, "No, I don't think he. I don't think he does." I mean, it's obvious. It's raining outside, it's obvious. He said, but there's, there's something's making it happen. So man decided to learn what are the laws that cause a spark? Can you make a spark? Can you make it lightning? By turning on them? Mo- well, absolutely obviously, obviously you can. It's called a hydroelectric plant today. And now don't get mad at me. They're not praying for it. What they prayed for was the knowledge, how do we get that spark in a jar when I want it? Y'all are quiet. Can you? I guess it's obvious you can. We're doing it. But there was a generation that didn't do it. Until somebody went, i figure this thing out. And Benjamin Franklin started that. little light and little key lit up, and he goes, hmm, hmm. I'm going to take this in my house. And, of course, people thought he was crazy. But they started learning the law. Now, let me talk to you about laws. Once someone learns the law, you don't have to relearn the law. Some of you all don't know squat about electricity, but you have lights. I'm preaching better than you, amen. There is a law of the spirit of life that should flow out of us all the time. It should. Jesus walked in it. That's why he was never sick. That's why, that's why he took authority over storms. Now, wait a minute. Can't, could we? Yes. Whoa, we all know a while. So man found out that rubber, electricity don't flow through rubber. That's good. But it does flow through copper. It does. They had, they learned how to get the magnets and the protons and the neutrons and to get an engine cranking. And they thought, well, I could hook this to the river and light my house. After they lit their house, they went, I think we can get a heater. Shondi, I think we can have an air conditioner. Oh, y'all, it's quiet in this Baptist church. You see, too many Christians are sitting around praying. I'm going to read something to you. And y'all have to promise not to throw anything at me because I'm, I'm fixing to plow your religious field up. But you're gonna leave and go, I can have a better life. T.L. Osmond said, Never ask God to do what He told you to do, and never ask God to do what He already did. Yeah. We're too busy asking God. See, in the book of Ephesians, we're gonna get over there in a minute, is not a prayer for God to give you something, but to give you the knowledge of how this power that's in you works. I'm going to come over here. How do I get the life of God that raised Jesus from the dead, that is residing down on the inside of me, how do I get it out of me and flowing, not only in you, but what about my body? What about my body? Can I do it? Oh, yes, you can. Whenever you want to. We're not waiting on God. Oh, that just makes some people so mad. Oh, God. Send the power. Oh, honey, you have, you have all the power to raise Jesus from the dead inside of you. One, you ain't doing nothing without that. What do you want? More powerful. Call up Duke right now. Send the power. Send the power. They'll say, check the breaker. Flip a switch, baby. It ain't on our end. We're sending the power, man. God, God is pumping power in this earth, and it ain't enough power to raise. Every, there's enough power right now in the blood. Every man on the earth be born again in a minute. And you're not waiting on God. Ooh. Is we waiting on God? No, we ain't waiting on God. Mm -hmm. What about the law of lift? I know that when y'all fly airplanes, y'all help the pilot. I know y'all do. You sit there in that chair and that airplane is going down there. You grab the seat and go, and and when he's turning, you're helping him. And when he's turning, you're helping him. And you're helping him land. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, really, you ain't. So let me ask you a question. Let me just, crazy question. Do you know how an airplane flies? You know that there were years and years and years in this earth nobody had any earthly idea. I remember when I was a boy reading stories of people getting boxes and putting on their arms and jumping out of a barn and make a big mess at the bottom below, man, using bam. And it didn't work. But it wasn't on God's end. And one day we know the story down in Kitty Hawk, the Wright brothers went, hmm, I wonder what the laws are to cause lift, and can you put it under power? Now, the Wright brothers' father was a preacher, and while the boys were at Kitty Hawk, he was in his pulpit preaching, if God wanted a man to fly, help me Jesus, he'd have given him wings, hallelujah, and his boys are out flying airplanes that his dad was preaching against. But it wasn't up to God. The law of lift has always been here. Now, I'm going to tell you how it works because I know you want to know. I know the men do. On a wing, let's pretend like it's this big, There's there's a part that's flat and there's a part that's curved. When the wind hits the front, it meets at the end at the same time because it can't go anywhere except there. What happens to the molecules on the top of the wing is it makes them thinner. And the wind wind under makes it thicker. And it shoves the wing up into the low pressure area, creating lift. If you can get that wing to go down a runway at a certain speed, it'll lift up, up into the air to the low pressure. It's called airplane. All right now let me help you a little bit more if you put a washing machine on the back and you put a kerosene kerosene squirter in it and light it, it'll create thrust so an airplane is a is a wing with a with a washing machine on the back end of it, and some guy up in the front that thinks we can go somewhere in this thing. And a, and a guy that has studied that law is called an aeronautical engineer. He's not making it fly. He, is, he has studied the law of it. it. Now, let me make a statement to you. If you get up there and break the law of lift, it will not be a good day. Okay, okay. Can I go a little bit negative on you for a moment? The law of sin will kill you. When I'm preaching on Live Right, say hallelujah. B- b- because when you get a pilot's license, you need to know what, m- what makes the airplane quit flying. You don't want to get up there and go, I prayed. <laughs> Y'all have no idea how, how fun it is to watch your face, yeah airplanes fly if you if you if you go by law the bible says that the law of the spirit of life in christ has overcome the law of sin and death sin and death is the reason your life is hell uh, i know you want to pray about it but Ask God, how do I get that life to work when I pull a string? I want to flip a switch. Can you get healed when you want to? I ain't waiting on God. Now, I know that, boy, that just makes people mad. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Well, why don't you just go over there and flip the switch and wait on him no more? I mean, we need some lights in here. And while you're at it, go back in the back and turn that air conditioner on. But see, someone learned all about what that makes that work. You know, the guy that made an air conditioner was a doctor up, and I think it was somewhere in the panhandle of Florida. And his mother had asthma, and he wanted to create a way to get the moisture out of the air. And his neighbor came over and went, that's cool. I want one of those. His name was... um, What's the guy? Help me with this. It wasn't train. It was um, carrier. carrier. Dr. Carrier. And he stopped being a doctor once he learned how to make an AC. Because everybody went, oh, I want an air. I mean, I think that's absolutely cool. Did you know that an air conditioner does not cool your house down? Y'all no, good. It takes the heat out. You want me to prove it to you? Go outside, put your hand over the fan. The Freon is pulling the heat out of the house, not putting cold air in it. And see, if you, were an, if you were an air-conditioned man, you'd know that. But once you learn what makes it work, you can do it when you want to. Mmm, Shandai. You've heard me say this. I'm not waiting on a move of God. I am. I it bothers people. Bother all you want? I don't care. All right. Romans eight eleven. Are you all ready? So far we're doing good, aren't we? I want you to say this. My best days are ahead of me. At the end of the service, we're going to pray the prayers in Ephesians over. The prayers in Ephesians were not given so that God would give you something. All they're there for is so you would come to an understanding of what you have and how to use it. I mean, if Hitler had prayed the sinner's prayer on his deathbed, the law of life would have come in him and worked. Now, that, that, listen to me. That's an amazing, blow your mind. Your problems stem more from ignorance than anything else. It's not that you're bad. You're not bad. You're just dumb. Yeah, ignorant. I can say ignorant. That sounds better. That sounds better. You know, it's kind of you ain't done. uninformed. Uninformed. Lisa said uninformed. But if you come here, you're not going to be uninformed. Because I'm going to inform you. Now look at this, this. Verse 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And that's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. I mean, we got a guy down in hell and the life of God hits the spirit and he comes out of hell and grabs his body and walks around healed. You go, oh, send the power, Jesus, send the power. God God Almighty, you full of power. Now, listen, I, I'm not condemning us. But when the doctor told me I had a year to live, I said, I think I might want to learn a little bit more about the Zoe inside of me and get this thing working a little better. I found out that I could get that life in my spirit to flow out of my spirit into my own body. Now, that's, listen to me. That's powerful. Now, I'm not anti-helping people. Who are down? I'm I'm not anti at all. I, I, I've had people that on the side of the road, there's a little Haitian man in 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 Mount Dora, and uh, he, he's collecting cans. And I've stopped many a day and handed him a twenty dollar bill. Just stop him. just Benny Swallow to monsieur, and you know he looks at me like he's freaking out. He don't speak English a bit, but I just hand him a twenty and he he knows my truck now. That's that man always giving me money because I I wanna I wanna help him but but you know I wanna one year I, I sent a bunch of people gave them Thanksgiving and gave them tracts and Creole because what he needs is he needs some knowledge he see I'm gonna give him some money but he really needs Jesus now there's a certain amount of time that may be okay for you to sit on the side of the road with a cup that's not God's primary way to feed you. His primary way is to take your cup and get you in school and get you a job and teach you to make money. To be independent and hold on. Now, you do it with your kids. They come in and, Mom, you know, where's my clothes? I don't know. Find them. Well, you mean old woman, you. What's wrong with you? Mom, I'm hungry. Well, you know where the refrigerator is. Get something to eat. And some of you kids are going, my mom don't love me no more. Your mom loves you too much to let you be a baby all your life. Now, the same thing goes on in churches. Now, don't get mad at me because what you're doing, and we're going to have Kenneth Hagin come, and if you need, hands laid on you. And if you're sick, get in the line. Let him take the life of God in him, put it in you, and get you healed. But when it's done, don't stay there. You need to get to the place to where the life of God is coming out of your belly and going into people around you, and you're getting them healed. That's a goal. That's not condemnation, but it is a goal. So at some point, at some point, you need to put the can down. some point, the church needs to become the church. As Jesus is, so are we in the earth. If they ought to be able to get to you and get to God. Now, why is it that God sent evangelists in the earth to pray for sinners? Because sin is in their spirit, and that's why they're sick. But you don't have sin in your spirit. But if we can get your soul straightened out and get your life straightened out, you wouldn't be sick either. I'm preaching better than you, amen, but that's okay. The same Spirit, same Holy Ghost, raised him from death, hell, and the grave, lives in you. He will give life to your body. Your eyeballs, your hair, your joints, your liver, your back, your hemorrhoids, I don't care what it is. Holy Ghost made your body, and he knows how to fix it. But we need to learn the laws that govern life. That's good preaching. There is a law that causes it to flow. There's laws that keep it from flowing. Oh, I think I found some of them that keep it from flowing. Let me give you a couple of them before we change direction. Did you know that bitterness and strife will harm your body? You have a cesspool in you that's harming you. So, you just go, "No, I'm not doing that." You're not it's not for the other person. You're not Forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. God is love, right? Then wouldn't walking in love also cause you to be healthy? Wouldn't walking in division cause you to be sick? Yeah. So if you're running around mad at everybody, don't get in the line, get healed, and then go home and get back in the sewer. Whoa, gee, I thought I thought I prayed the Lord and asked him to heal my body. And I don't know why he didn't do it. Well, he did do it until you got home. Never mind. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, go over there. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's preaching to you right now. I just want you to know I'm glad you came to church today. It's time for the body of Christ to come out of babyhood. We have to. We have to. Because you are the workers he's going to use in the field. Amen. Everywhere I've ever worked, I've gotten people born again, healed, and filled with the Holy Ghost. When I showed up, don't don't throw anything at me. God did, and when I didn't show up, He didn't. I'll think about that a while. Everywhere you go, God goes. Mm. Say that makes me pretty important. Yeah, it does. Satan knows you important. He just wants you to think you ain't. Okay, now where was I going? Where was I going? Ephesians 3, 14. Look at this. For this cause, for this reason, I'm going to bow my knee to the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. I'm asking that he would grant to me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with my, through his spirit, inside my inner man. Ooh, why? That's where the life is. That's where your answer is. Oh Lord, send the rain. Uh, He's already sent the rain. You are a river and you don't need rain. You is the river. That Christ would dwell in your heart through faith, and that you would be rooted and grounded in Agape love and able to comprehend or understand. With all saints, the width, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. This This isn't natural knowledge. It's supernatural knowledge. You're saying, God, show me supernatural agape love. Show me what you are like so I can walk in agape. Jesus walked in agape. Death, hell, and the grave couldn't hold him. Can't hold you. You can't kill love. That's powerful. Let's finish. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. What would that look like? What would that look like? Oh, yeah, baby. You know, the thing about it is there are men on this earth that have done this. Kenneth Hagin, John G. Lake, Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Kuhlman. We've had men and women walk this earth so full of God that they walked by people and they got him. You can do it. Say, I can do this. All you need is the knowledge of how it flows. Right, let's let, I'm going to finish reading. Now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all Anything I could ever ask or think. Yes, amen. According to the power of God up in heaven in Jesus. According to the power of that works, say, in me. In me. That's awesome. All right, now we're going to pray this in a few minutes. I've got a few more things to show you. But we're going to, I want you to begin praying Bible prayers. God, show me what I have. Every one of you can walk in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's huge. And you can choose not to. You know, you can walk or you can take a car. You can turn the air conditioner on your car. Or you can ride a bike. It end up to God whether you do or not. You can live in a tent. And God will let you. You can be ignorant. And he'll let you. Or you can go. Now, see, I'm not asking you to invent the air conditioner. It's already been invented. I'm not asking you to invent healing. I'm just asking you to learn what someone's already. you can learn all about faith. Quick, you can learn it. How does faith? Faith is a law, and it works for everyone who you you're not waiting on God. The law listen, every person not born again in this room right now, I will 100 percent guarantee you we can pray a prayer with you and you will be saved. Because that we're working, because you're going to work a law. It's called the law of life. I can also guarantee you 100% that we can show you how to flow and move with the Holy Ghost and you'll be filled with the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that Peter got on the day of Pentecost. Everybody in there, Anybody sitting here that doesn't have it can come up here and get it and get it if you want to. or you can go home. We don't, I don't have a thing to do with that. But we're not going to get up here and pray 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 and see if God will do it. What we're going to do is teach you how to tap into a law, the law of faith. Prosperity operates by law, not your job. You can make more money than your boss pays you if you will learn the laws. There's laws that govern poverty. They work. I can take you out here and prove it to you. Laziness don't work. Okay. Well, I'm preaching good. Good. Say my best days are ahead of me. My days of ignorance are over. Now I'm gonna tell you a story. Norval Hayes' daughter had warts all over her body, and you know, for a girl to have warts, that's like not cool. And she everywhere she'd go, she kind of like hiding her hands. And so Norval prayed, "Oh God." Heal zone. Oh, God, I know you're a good God. I know you're a healing God. Oh, God, heal zone. One day Norval's praying and the Lord said, how long are you going to tolerate the warts on your daughter's body? And Norval said, oh, that's what I've been talking to you about. And I'm thinking, Norval's like, me? He gave you what? The name gave you the anointing. He gave you the life. Don't shout me down. Don't shout me down. Well, he walks into he walks into his daughter's room, and he lays his hands on her. Wards, die in Jesus' name. And then he began to rejoice. Rejoicing causes the law of the spirit of life to flow. It's not a cute thing we do in front of the service. You're causing life to flow. You come into a worship service, all the junk going on in your head will leave. All the demons you brought in will be waiting in the parking lot when you leave. You enter the presence of God, all hell on you walks out. Why don't you learn to stay there? (laughs) You don't have to go back in. Listen, you can walk around your house and sing. I don't care who you're married to. Woo! He's talking to somebody right now, and I ain't going to say no names. Him who's able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that works, say in me, in me. Say, his life is in me. Say, I'm an overcomer. All right, now we're going to pray in a minute. I'm not I'm going to get ahead of myself. Pop First John 4. Forward. Go Colossians 127. Pop it on here. 127. I'm just going to give you enough scripture for you to know that I'm not just pulling a rabbit out. And, and See, we have people on, on Facebook right now, and, and they're preaching, and they're telling you that I'm a cult. If I am the happiest cult member you've ever met in your entire life, and if the cult's working this well, you should be in my cult. <laughs> yeah. These people running around telling God what to do. <laughs> well, you know, Kenneth Hagin didn't put Mark eleven twenty three in the Bible. Actually, I'm going to tell you who said it. Jesus. To them, them God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. Christ inside you, the hope of the glory of God. You are a walking, talking, victorious success. You're a walking, talking Jesus conquering, devil-whooping human being. When you wake up, the devils go, ah! they're awake again. You scare him, you scare him bad. You just, you go in the name. They go, ah. I'm going to ask you all a question. I'm not, you don't have to answer. How many of you have ever had trouble coming to church? You have met the devil when he do not want you in here. He does not. He would do anything if you did not hear what I'm preaching. He don't care if you go to the beach. He don't even care if you go to a dead church. He don't want you in here. Because you're going to walk out of here and go, oh, my God, I've had about all of him I'm going to put up with in this life. He thought Jesus was something. I'm going to slap him upside of his head. So I'm going to tell another story because I can. My daughter Che is back there. Raise your hand. Say. And her name is Che-Che. Now, we didn't give that to her. All her friends did. Her name is really Stephanie Che. And nobody knows her name Stephanie until now. But when we, when when she was a little girl and we were in in Athens, Georgia, we we have this plant in Georgia, and I think it's here too. But good God, it just seems to be the national plant in Georgia, called poison ivy. If you play out in the woods, after a while, you will find it. And so one day, Che found the poison ivy, and it was everywhere. I mean, feet, neck, ears, eye. I mean, shit, poor little old thing is just. Tore up with poison. Well, I'm a man of God. Uh, I have been reading books, and I have learned to pray, and whoa, devil. (sighs) And so I prayed for Che all day. Sun up, sundown. You know what happened? Nothing. By the time the sun went down, I am mad at God. Now, understand, if you're ignorant, God will tolerate a little ignorant from an ignorant human who don't know no better. But, but he don't tolerate bad attitudes. So I got a bad attitude, and he didn't pay any attention to me then either. Now, I don't know whether you know this or not, but God's not obligated to answer your prayers when you're upset and mad and, and fussing at you. you can fuss at him all you want to, but he don't have to talk to you at all if he don't want to. You can get a lawyer if you want to, if you can find one. They're all in hell, but anyway... No, not really. I said that one day. The lawyer got so mad at me. He said, I'm not. I, I said, well, you someone, you, get that guy's name. That's not very many of them around. So I'm praying. Sun's going down, and I'm in there praying, oh, God, he'll Che. Oh, God, he'll Che. Two in the morning, two in the morning, I'm praying for Che. I'm not going to be defeated. Two o'clock in the morning, I apologize to God. It's about time. See, sin will stop the life of God. So I'm gonna, let me stop right here and make a... When I'm preaching on living right, don't go quiet on me. I'm trying to keep you from getting killed. When you're taking flying lessons and they're teaching you what not to do, that's a good thing. I've been in an airplane with people who did stupid stuff and I had to take the airplane away from them. Barbara was in one time when we door popped open and everybody... Got real quiet. No one said another word to me all the way to the Bahamas. That airplane jerked out of my hand and it dove down to the earth and I snatched it out. And Anyway, we got it back and everyone was very quiet. And Barbara did a lot of praying. That's where she learn how to pray. Uh, help me, Jesus. Oh, help me, Jesus. Get him. There. Keep this airplane in the air. Okay. So at two o'clock in the morning I'm down there and I I'm really mad at God. I'm mad at God. Why? Have so I I, I finally said please forgive me for my attitude. I said, but I, I don't understand. And he spoke to me. He said, I never promised to heal your daughter. I went, Yeah, you did. I mean, we got Matthew, Martin, Luke, and John. I mean you I know you're a, a healer. But then he said this, he said, I never prayed for anybody. And I went, whoa. He said, Find one spot where I prayed for someone. He said, Why do you do it? I said, mm, They do it at church. It <laughs> don't work there either. You never know what God will do. Sometimes He says yes, and sometimes He says no. That's a bunch of hooey. All right. I said, w- w- What do you mean? He said, I finished my work, and I said, No. He said, I'm never going to do anything about it again. I went, what, are you, what, I uh, what am I going to do? He said, well, if you want something done about it, do it yourself. Yeah. Now, you understand, if I wasn't hearing from God, I'd bind this devil. This is a Pentecostal devil. This is a charismatic, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, devil talking to me. But he said, no, if you want something done, do it. Miss. He said, I gave you my name, and I gave you my word, and I gave you my anointing. The life of God that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. Amen. Boy, I'm sitting there going, oh. Now, folks, listen, you can't take this from me because it worked. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I don't care what you say. I walked upstairs, opened Chase' bedroom door, 2 in the morning. Poison ivy, mountain, die, close the door. You know, Jesus didn't say a lot to the fig tree. He didn't get into a long. The reason David had to talk to the giant, because the giant talked back. The fig tree don't talk back. I went to bed, went to sleep. Now, I got to ask, say this about Che, and I hope it doesn't embarrass her. Probably will. Why girls scream when something good happens? I have no idea. But sun came up in the morning, and I hear this, in the bathroom. And I think someone's killing her. I came out of the bed, whoa, who's grabbing Che by the throat? She's looking in the mirror, and all the poison ivy is gone. And I mean, she's excited. Now I'm excited. And I walked in, and I looked at her body, and I went, Whoa it worked. Now let me make a statement to you. I tried it later again and it didn't work and I went to God and I said why? He said I gave you that as a rhema. Now I want you to make this truth real to yourself. You're not, you're not in your Bible making the Bible real to your soul. You, does that make sense to you? That's why sometimes things work sometimes they don't. They're supposed to work all the time. All right. Y'all are quiet. Anybody learning anything? I'm going to read something from John G. Lake's book. Here's a man that went to Africa and and started 500 churches and had hundreds of thousands of people healed. How did he do it? Well, it wasn't because he's special. But the Bible says, he said, the Lord taught me how to make the, the life flow. Every one of us can do this. That's a powerful thing to say. Sin is breaking the law. You break the law, you eat it. You really want to stop. It is harming you, not God. The further you can get away from sin, the better you will be. Does that make sense? So when someone comes in and says, I'm going to teach you the fear of God, go, amen. You're just, it's, go back to the airplane. They take you up and teach you to stall the airplane way up there so you'll learn when it quits flying. You, I'm, let, me, let me just back up to airplanes a minute. I'm going to teach them. An airplane will fly as long as the wind coming over the wing is going at a certain speed. So when they're landing, it's a controlled crash what they're doing is they're stalling the airplane over a runway. But they're bringing it down. Y'all hear the noises? They're expanding the size of the wing so it will fly slower. They're doing about 120 when they're over the end of that runway. And if they're 10 feet up when it quits, that's why you get that Wham! And you're going, what's wrong with this guy? He had a crash landing on three wheels. Y'all are so excited, you can't wait to get an airplane again, can you? And if he stops flying one foot over the runway, you never feel him touch down. Okay. So you want to learn what makes the law not work. You want to know that. Bitterness, strife, unforgiveness, anger, dis- all of those things are deadly to you. And you ought to go, well, God's not trying to beat me up on Sunday morning. He's trying to get me out of the hell I'm making. Get as far out of it as you can and get as close to God as you can and enjoy your life. Okay boy, you see that see y'all went quiet up. I feel bait up. Yeah, grow up. Let me let me prove it to you again. Let me If I walked in your house say it's time for bed and you go, "Ah!" You're not an adult. If I come in church and say, we're going to live on and talk about righteousness. Hey, yeah. Adults want, you know, I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. Go to sleep. I want to go to bed. That's how you know I'm an adult. When someone says, I'm going to preach on living right. Yeah. Lord. Glory to God. I want to go to bed. I want a good life. Preach, Teach me about it. I want to know. And you know the funny thing about kids are, oh, they're going, I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> they're about to fall asleep. Yes. I got to stay awake as long as I can like mommy and daddy. No, you don't. Mommy wants to go to bed. Mama wants to go to bed. Daddy wants to go to bed. Yeah. And they don't want you in the bed. <laughs> no, we're not going to go down that road right now. But you people have your kids in the bed. Shh, oh. Uh-uh. My kids come there. I want to get out of my bed. You got a bed, get in your own bed. I'm going to talk about Che again. I'll never forget the time she learned how to climb out of that cage. We put her in that bed and she'd climb out. She'd climb out of anything. Che, it was you that always climbed trees, wasn't it? I mean, came out one day, and Che's up in a tree, y'all. I mean, mean, top, where the branch is the size of my thumb, and she's on it like the star on a Christmas tree, 20 feet up going, hi, Dad. And I'm going, don't be afraid. She goes, I'm not. And I'm going, I am. Come down slowly. Oh, Dad, you can see a lot up here. And I'm going, oh, help a Jesus. Well, she learned how to get out of that bed, man. I mean, now, never mind. <laughs> it's pick on shade day. She don't mind. She's a good girl. Now, listen to this. Listen to what I'm going to say. Say, my days my day. of being sick, being sick are over. That's awesome thing. Sin is breaking the law, some kind of law. Sin in the body is breaking a law of your body. Disease is disease. Make it two words: disease, broken law, wrecked ease, ease that has been destroyed. Ease in is health. Disease is sickness. There's three kinds of sickness: sickness in your body, sickness in your soul, and sickness in your spirit. The basic sickness is spirit sickness. I venture this if you could be healed in your spirit, every one of you would get well in your body. That is learning to walk in the law of life. Allow the life in you to flow. Wow. If you can become, if you. If you can become a successful salesman in the spirit, you can put your body over. Do you know the place that you are whipped? First, it's not in your mind, but in your body. You said, my body is so tired. Your body is tired the moment your spirit is discouraged. Your problems are not physical. They're spiritual. No condemnation. What I'm not, I'm not putting you under condemnation. I'm just saying, learn the laws that govern life. Because really, the problem is you're ignorant. When the doctor came to me and said, you have a year to live. Do you know what he said I needed to do? I paid him $500 to tell me this. He said... You need to laugh more. Now that made me mad. And he said to me, you've been angry, haven't you? I said, I have. He said, that's your problem. And then he said, go home and get you some red skeleton videos. And sit in your living room, and laugh. Listen to me. Rejoicing is a spiritual law. Ha, ha! Ha 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 ha! Ha ha ha! Your body doesn't know whether you fake it or not. Okay. Joy is strength it's a spiritual law depression is a spiritual law you're praying for healing and you're upset I ain't nobody loves me God does get your mind out of the gutter you don't want the gutter in your body get it out of your head oh boy I got a couple more. I got. Oh. Hate clocks. Healing is basically a spiritual thing. He forgave every iniquity and healed every disease. Are they connected? Yes. I'm forgiven. I'm righteous. I'm releasing. Life in me right now. I rejoice that I'm forgiven. Woo, this is good. Is this helping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The power that heals the sick comes down from God through your spirit, out through your hands, and in men and women. If you're having the right kind of spiritual fellowship, you will have power with God this is powerful guys this is a man that that prayed for hundreds of thousands of people and got them healed I like listening to him because he's smart I want to know how does this work listen brother you can't get a powerful current of divine life from an impoverished wire you can't get it when the wire that connects you is corroded with worldly cares. Now we call the electrician and say, I want you to wire my spirit up to God. I want some fresh equipment. Hallelujah. I want to be able to handle 10,000 volts of God. That's powerful. i want to read one more scripture and then I'm going to turn you all loose to go home and have a good day. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. And we're going to get into prayers and we're going to pray them. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Then we're going to get back over the prayers and pray them. 4:7. We have this treasure. Where? Where, Gary? Oh, God. Sin power. Oh, God, you're full of Jesus. <laughs> we have a treasure in earth and vessel that's the excellency of power, maybe of God, and not us. Everything you've ever needed in life, if you're born again, you have it. The Bible is an instruction book on how to make the power flow. If you want the electricity to flow in your house, you got to get the laws and learn how they work. You want to fly? Get the laws. If you want to walk in in health, get this book and pick it back up and go, what makes it work, Jesus? What's keeping it from working in me? Never mind. First Corinthians, Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians, and we're all going to pray this. I'm going to pray this over all of us. Ephesians 3. No, let's pray one. Let's do one. Let's do 117. Are you ready? 116. Are y'all ready? I pray these prayers over myself. And listen, this is what I'm asking. I'm not asking God to give me anything. I'm asking him to show me what I have. What's already mine and how to use it. Electricity has always been ours. Lift has always been ours. The same life that raised Jesus from the dead has always been ours. Now we're going to learn... Use it. Paul did. Snake bit him, threw it in the fire, went on down his life. They even stoned him to death once. He got I went back in the city. And I'm thinking, that's cool. If he can do that, hmm, I'm going to do that. Say me, me too. Listen to this. I don't cease to give thanks for you. We're in a life church making mention in my prayers that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart and understanding would be flooded with light. I want you to know the hope that he called you, the riches of the glory of your inheritance as a saint. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward you who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he, ra- which he worked in Christ when he raised him up from the dead. What that's what a prayer. What a prayer. I'm going to pray that over y'all right now. You game? Get ready for God to start showing you stuff. Everything I know, get Wednesday's tape. Listen to me. Everything I know today, I learned it praying in tongues. In my spirit is all of the wisdom of God. But it's in my spirit. It ain't in my head. There's a way to get it out of my spirit into my head. It's called praying in the spirit. I don't know what I'm saying. Hush and pray. God's smarter than you. How many of you have ever had you've been praying in the spirit, and all of a sudden something from the Bible went, yeah. and you went, "Oh, oh, I, oh, that's the answer to that." Can I tell you, there's a lot more in there. I do not preach myself happy, Bonnie. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad I went to church. That guy doing a good job. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to give me a spirit of wisdom and knowledge in all Jesus did. Everything that he gave me when he died, everything he put inside of me, I want to know. I want to walk in the life of God. All I lack is some knowledge. Holy Spirit, teach me what belongs to me. In Jesus' name. Now, I want you to get over thinking that reading your Bible and praying and worship is a religious duty to get God to like you. It's not. It is the way to make it flow. Depression can't stay on you in worship. Oh, you're just so simple. That's simple. So the doctor said, you need to laugh. So I went home, and Lisa said, what are you doing? I said, watching Red Skelton. How often? Well, he said three times a day. I mean, honey, you got to go to work. No, I'm supposed to watch TV. (laughs) Then I found out I didn't have to watch Red Skelton to laugh. I just come look at you. (laughs) No, no, I'm teasing, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. teasing, teasing. I want you to turn to your neighbor. When I say what I'm going to say right now, I want you to get serious. Lighten up. Lighten, lighten up. There's another scripture, cast all your cares. Worry. Will make you sick. Now, I'm going to give you a revelation here and I'm going to quit. You are not God. Worry is when you think you are. So, the next time you get in a problem, I want you to go. (laughs) You got this? Okay. I'm going to act like you're God and I'm not. <laughs> you say people think you're crazy? Yeah. When you quit worrying about what people think, you'll be a whole lot better off. Jesus said, I came that you'd have life, life abundant. Amen. This is actually a simple. But I have given you some work. I'm not asking you to invent an air conditioner. But you do. Can I tell you my one more story? I got one more story. I got one more story. hillbilly walks into a hotel in Nashville, and he notices that the inside of the room is cold. And he goes, how'd you all do that? You got winter in here. And he goes, oh, is that box over there on the wall? And he said, "What box?" He said, "Come here, let me show you something." And he takes him over to the thermostat and said, "See, I can determine what temperature it is." He said, "Where'd you get that box?" He said, "Hardware store." Oh, hillbilly goes down the hardware store and buys him a box. Took it up to the mountains and put it on his cabin wall. My God, it don't work! Well, the man forgot to tell him it was hooked to a compressor outside. Was a little bit more to it, but but it's but it's true. It's true. I'm not asking you to learn how it works. But you do need to learn how to work the thermostat. And you do need to get someone to hook it up for you. When you come to church, what we're doing is teaching you the laws that govern that thermostat. You can make it hot in your house or cold. It don't matter. You can sleep or you can stay awake all night. I don't care. I'm going to pray now. You all ready? Wasn't this fun, yeah. Father God? We had a good time in church today. We, we I thank you for this church. I thank you, for every person in it. As a pastor, I watch people. I want so much for them to walk up to me and go, "My life is way better than it ever was." That's the greatest thing I can hear with my ears. My marriage is better. My kids are doing better. I'm doing better. But I know they've been listening. I know they're doing it. I told them today how to how to operate in this. And I gave them an assignment. Only through the Word, only through prayer, only through time alone with you, are they going to gain this knowledge, this revelation of, of who they are and how to make life work and how to cause sin and death to stop. It's not for them. Sick, and they don't have to be sick. They don't have to be broke. They don't have to be. But it is up to them. And I pray that there's a grace on them right now. I know there's a grace on them because there's a time period before you turn us loose and require us to do it, and I pray that every one of us in this room will walk out of here today and say, "I'm going to do what I heard. I'm going to do what what I heard Pastor say, because I want to learn how to get life to flow
1: out." We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.